Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and listening to a day of prayer this morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Just thank you for blessing us, Lord, and just loving us, Lord, and just loving us to you, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for showing us how to love others with the same love, Lord, and just giving us the ability to draw closer to you, Lord, and understand you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study of the Word and discussion concerning the book of Acts. We're in chapter 3, and we're still, um, if you will, hearing everything the Lord has to say concerning verses 11 through 24. So if you're just joining us or want to refresh in that section of Scripture, I would encourage you to pause the episode at this time and take the opportunity to to do that. And then things will be easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. And now, at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I will. All right, Charles. And what the Lord was bringing to my attention was um, where we see the I see scoundrelous men where they're taking the vow in order to kill Paul and they say that they're going to neither eat nor... I, I don't know about scoundrels. How, scandalous, right? They tend to go Participating hand in, hand in some this. nefarious activity, <laughs> right? But but I, I like that you brought that up. Right? Let's address that. So it is important that the individual is separated from the action. The Lord said, hate sin, but love the individual, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what someone else does, we are still required to love them. We are still required to forgive them. Mm -hmm. What we are, I'll say, allowed to hate is the action that is in opposition to the Lord. We, as Christians, as believers, need to be able to identify and separate those two. Because oftentimes it's the world that puts them together. And while they may be talking about hating the action that a person is doing, it's typically expressed in the form of they hate that person. Or really what's meant, and the Lord knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart, right? But what's often meant is they hate the actions that that person is doing although it does reveal nature and character. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So just understand that difference so we can we can all understand it and adjust our our heart, our attitude, our mindset. Okay? Amen. Yes. So, good, please continue, sir. And as we see them as they're um, making this vow and they're binding themselves under the oath that they'll either need eat nor drink we can see that um very similar to how what 
as Christians, what we know as praying or not praying, fasting, mm-hmm. um, we tend to think of fasting as a, as taking food away from ourselves or not doing certain actions depending on what it needs to be done. And how we can see that the people here are trying to do that exact same thing. And the Lord was just reminding and showing me that there's no way to con the Lord into doing something that's against his will. There's no, okay, Lord, I'll do this one part that will cause you to do this for me, Lord, and which will be a violation of your will, so that's my will, Lord. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. no convoluted scheme of how to get the Lord to sin. And we can see that here they're trying to make the Lord work or do something for them. And the Lord should remind me of how the same is true in our own lives. There's no situation or scenario where we can think that fasting or abstaining from certain things will cause the Lord to work unless he tells us to do it. And even in the case where we understand that we need to do something, that's only by the Holy Spirit's prompting. By ourselves, nobody says, you know, Lord, I think I'm being a bit too greedy today the lord has to come and draw our attention to it because Mm -hmm. as humans we naturally tend to avoid the things that concern us or negative things that concern us Mm -hmm. and look only at the positives about ourselves and we can see that in our own lives we have to be walking in step with the lord and going and moving forward in that and that's only that is the only time that we'll see answers to our um, prayers or see results from our fasting. The purpose of fasting is not to cause the Lord to move or work on our behalf, is but to buffer our flesh into a place where we can hear the answer that the Lord is already providing. It is not a secret formula for instant success in 30 days or anything like that, but it's for our own selves and is buffeting our flesh. We see um, throughout the New Testament that they say, buffet your flesh. Meaning that we're not supposed to be buffeting the Lord's flesh for the Lord doesn't have flesh. But we're not supposed to be trying to force the Lord into doing our will or what we think he needs to be doing or what he should be doing to be righteous. But we are to be listening to the Holy Spirit's answer to the situation and what he wants to be done. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. What else, sir? Promise, did you have something? Uh, let's try to be other things you can go. Oh, well, I have a few other things Oh, well, let's well. hear it. Um, then also the Lord was reminding me, if we've been talking about this offline, how we wondered if these people had died because they had put themselves under <laughs> this oath that they would neither eat nor drink. And we know that Paul didn't die for a couple years later and which the human body cannot continue without food for a mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And how the Lord was reminding me of how in their own, in their eagerness to try to force the Lord into doing something, they end up costing themselves. And we can see that Jesus um, talks about making vows like this, mm-hmm. meaning that they were talking, the Pharisees were saying, if you vow on this, if you make a vow on the temple, you don't have to do it. But if you make a vow on the gold inside the temple, then you're um, subjugated to perform again. And we can see that Jesus was talking about how you're not supposed to be making vows, period, no matter on what it is. And we can see that inside of James 5.12, where he's, um, this is James talking. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. Meaning that we are going to be judged according to what we say or what we pledge to do and i know that for my own lives if my siblings say they're going to do something i tend to hold them hold them to it 
because they say, you said you're going to do this. And you said, oh, I promise I'll do this. So now you're going to have to end up doing it. I'm not going to sit here and do it for you now when you said you were going to do it. Mm -hmm. But what the Lord wants is for us to have integrity. I shouldn't have to say, I promise for you to understand and be confident that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. My word should be enough because I have integrity. So that's, that's what the Lord is trying to convey. So you're saying, if I have to add the extra layer of saying, I promise, it means you were a liar before. And now that I said these sweet words on top, now I will hold true to my word. I will cease to be a liar. Mm. And then now you can trust me. But the Lord said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond that, anything more than that is from the evil one. So there's no need for us to take oaths. Give your, if just, just be a man or a woman of integrity. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. That's right. (laughs) But also, you know, you can't use godly means to carry out wicked behaviors. And fasting is something that the Lord has, he did teach, but not in the way that they were using it. Um, so again, he says very plainly about fasting in Isaiah 58, right? Is this not the fast I would choose to what? I have to get there. I know some of the words, but. Okay. Well, turn there, turn there quickly. Uh, let's see. Okay. Isaiah 58. I'm there. Should I read it? Should I read Uh, all the Begins of verse six. Should I read that whole section six through 12? Sure. Okay, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. I will take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and the speaking of wickedness. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted of soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought, and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Then those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. So I would ask, since that's the fast the Lord chooses, right? Yes. He says, this is not the fast I would choose. By these 40 men's actions or desires, right? Because clearly, well, not clearly, because we haven't covered the rest of that yet. But there was quite some time, right? Before Paul went home to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So what out of the fast that the Lord would choose would have been accomplished? By their actions, none of nothing. It. Okay, who, who, what deliverance from bondage? What healing? What light was breaking forth as the dawn? Uh, oh, none. Exactly, you you nailed it. None of it was. But that that was written in their law. It was written in their law for them to uphold, for them to look at, right? 
the word is a mirror with which we are to examine ourselves. But yet the Lord was bringing a light. Yeah, I mean, first it happened in Jesus. But even, well, wait, just within the last couple of chapters, Paul just gave his defense of the gospel in his own testimony. Wait, literally talking about those exact things, a bright light that he saw and deliverance and healing and wait, everything that that you just read about in the fast that or the type of fast that the Lord would choose. Let's let's consider that for a moment. And Paul is saying how he's changed and also exhorting and encouraging his brethren, his fellow Jews, to enter into what he has entered into and has been literally going around the world to the Gentiles or the nations and teaching others. And, and wait, no, he went to his own people first. He went to the Jews first. And we saw that he lamented right in a later book that the Jews wouldn't receive him and hear him because he said he desired that his brethren, his own flesh and blood, like by natural exactly. genealogy, would have received the gospel, but they would not. They refused, and he likened them to the children of Israel. They were stiff-necked and rebellious. They refused to believe God and to do what he asked us. And that's a, a warning for us today, not to find ourselves on the side of being stiff-necked and rebellious and being counted on God's book and likened to the children of Israel in the wilderness that we accuse and slander him and just I'd well, you brought up a great point to not find ourselves against the Lord. But how, so, I would ask you, Layla, how do we do that? Well, the, the Holy Spirit comes and He guides us into all truth. So when He does come, don't try to shut Him up and go be quiet, Lord. I'm I'm perfect and deny Him, but go. Okay, I thought this is what I was doing. I thought I was all right in this area. Lord, show me the truth. And when He does. Deal with it. Don't hide and run from it because it doesn't ever help anybody. Dad, when you when you would tell me things, there was a time that I would not listen to you. If you even when you were right, I would go, no, no, Dad, you've missed it. But then the Lord would have to come back and correct me and go, you've missed it. And I had to learn how to hear and receive and to cooperate with the Lord. And mm -hmm. as a result, now I don't do those actions anymore. And the Lord does not have to come to me or send you to correct me because I've ignored him. So you examine yourself and you, the Lord also shows you, yes, he speaks to you through Holy Spirit and in his word, which is a mirror, right? James talks about that. Yes. Yes. Well, let's not be forgetful of what we look like as soon as we turn away from the mirror, right? Yes. Okay. So just understanding those things. So as you were saying, we don't find ourselves on the wrong side of the Lord, or by that I mean in opposition to him. Now, Charles, you had more to share, sir? Yes, and how with the Lord, he remind me of a similar um, example that we see inside the Gospels where um, Herod had given himself an oath, had um, put himself under oath to that he was going to give his uh, wife's daughter, his brother's wife's daughter, so um, really whatever. his niece? Yes. His niece slash stepdaughter. Mm -hmm. How he had promised to give her whatever she asked for, even up to half the kingdom. And it said that he was held to it because of those who were 
around him. Mm-hmm. And we can see here that now the Pharisees have entered into this and they're um, holding them to them, holding these 40 men to their vow, meaning that they have witnessed, they have um, witnesses that they have made this vow and they did so publicly. They didn't say, yes, mommy. I was going to say they, we don't know what happened to them. They could have been released from their vow after Paul was taken away. They could have journeyed. They could, they could have, have broke it. Yeah. And they, they could, so they they had the potential to be held to it, yes. Um, till to whatever end. But the the point I think that is the bigger thing, is that we don't um, enter into vows before God. Let our yes be yes and our no be no, and that we also don't allow ourselves to be carried away by any fleshly thing that would bring separation between us and God. Yes. And how with that, it's not just trying to do so out of the presence of people or where we think that nobody understands or knows what we're doing. And if the Lord remind me of how we say we do things in our secret and we say nobody knows about that. The Lord was reminding me of he still, if you were to try to do that, he still holds you to it. It's not, okay, Lord, I'm doing these things in secret. Lord, you can't see me. Lord, I'm going to throw this black blanket over your face lord you can't see me through and and now i'll do all i want and take the blanket off later Mm -hmm. and how we can see here was that none of these actions escaped the lord's attention and as we have been saying in the previous podcast that the lord had already sent what needed to um happen so paul would be delivered and we can see here that this was also a chance for these men not to come into this oath that they had bound themselves under with the high um, chief priests, and you had also brought that up, mommy, that they had entered into it willingly, the chief priests and elders. They had gone along with it, knowing what they were going to do, and knowing that it was contrary to the law. Mm-hmm. And how um, the Lord remind me of, as they had stated, that there's no way that we can try to twist the Lord or warm ourselves out of it. And the Lord showed me that it was better for these people not to swear at all, not trying to find a way out of it. Okay, Lord, I said, I wouldn't eat or drink, but I can, I can do snack something. a little bit. We mm-hmm. can, or we try to figure some way out of the Lord's will. And you likened it to the Lord's will with me, meaning that there's no way that we can try to warm ourselves out of it or say, Lord, what you said was this, Lord, and I'm doing it. It's inside of this and it's contained, but we try to go off and do our own thing inside of that. Mm-hmm. And And again, God doesn't want us to make vows and oaths he wants us to make a decision that's for him and that to be our forever decision and that we continually support with our actions that are in communion and fellowship with him and our decision to choose life in him i think you all remember the the man that was in the old testament that made a vow that the first person that came out to greet him and it ended up being his daughter that he had to sacrifice um that was his only Jay-Peth? child. No, what, I don't. Did you say Jabez? Jabez. I don't remember his name. I'd have to go back and look. But he made a foolish vow, and it cost him his beloved daughter. It cost her life. So again, you know, we mentioned the the people that were saying crucify Jesus and let let the curse that is the penalty be on them and their own children. You know, let his blood be on them and their their children. God doesn't want us to make vows. He just wants us to choose him because and, it's not in our best interest. You have something there, son? Yes, mama. That is Judges 11, 29. Um, and it was Japheth. 
Okay. Well, go. Is it? Uh, can um, you have time I to can, read it? Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Japheth, and he prayed. He passed through Gilead and Manasseh, and passed through Mizpah and Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead he advanced towards the people of Ammon. And Japheth made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hand, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the people of Ammon, shall be the Lord's, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. And then we skip to verse 34. Then Japheth came to his house at Mizpah. There was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing, and she was his only child. Besides her, he had neither son nor daughter. So... Another example and reason of why we say very often in this ministry, say what the Lord says to say and do what the Lord says to do. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Because that's how the Lord will be glorified. <laughs> and it won't cost us or those around us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. But everything will be a perfect peace. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, let Charles. Lord, we just thank you that we don't have to try to twist your arm, Lord, into doing what you have promised, Lord, but that you are faithful and just to fulfill what you have said to us, Lord. And we just thank you that we have this ability to show the same consistency, Lord, to be exactly as your son Jesus was, Lord, not meaning that we have to try to make our vow to you, Lord, but that you understand what we mean, Lord, and that you help us to walk in our, what we have desired to do, Lord, and that you help us and that you strengthen us to walk in that decision, Lord. And we just thank you that you allow us the ability to make decisions on this earth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org, click on Connect in the menu bar, and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.